the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308. 308- 8867. That's 308 8867. Or toll free at 866 308 8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Gardening South Texas on 9 30 a.m. The answer. All right, we're here at Millburgers, live on the porch at 1604 and Bulverde Road. Everybody hearing okay? You're giving me a funny look, Calvin. Can you hear? Yes, I can. Okay, good. Okay, okay. You were I was just I was just thinking about what funny look I was giving you. Oh, you're kind of like you kind of had your brow, you know. For oh, a, I was waiting for you your analysis of the weather. I should. Uh, it's always the same, so it doesn't. I guess it. it I would say it's a beautiful day here at the nursery. It is pretty. It's it's a little brisk. I'm waiting for it to warm up. I'll give you the weather forecast uh, uh, in just a little while. Next week looks much uh, like a. a beautiful week with uh, yeah. highs in the low 70s and, and yes lows Science. about 50 so do you, you lose your cycle unless shoot no freeze? not a phase it wasn't phased one bit oh good little little Did you uh, cover no uh-uh. okay i didn't cover anything i got Did a the little, wind damage your plants nothing wow. my, my tomatoes uh didn't show any damage i got a little burn on pentas coral vine Oh, porterweed. Porterweed was it's amazing. Porterweed was that red of, one, that little red, red one? one, and the and the big the one. Big one. Huh? Yeah, so they're they're truly a tropical. They, That's they, sad. They didn't care for. <laughs> now you know the thing that and the lasagnas showed some burns. Uh, the mist flower. I was just noticing that this morning. They just looked. Uh, like they uh, really enjoyed the the weather, they perked up a bit. Uh, they got blooms. Oh yeah, yeah. A lot of bloom. Yeah, and then here at the certified butterfly garden, there's a fragrant mist flower, a white one. Wow! Yeah. And it's I very, didn't know there was a fragrant yeah. one. And it is very fragrant, and uh, very, really, it's the first time I've noticed it. It's loaded with blooms right now. It's kind of a the dominant plant in there. That's a white mist flower. Yeah. The regular one is blue. Blue. I, n- I never knew there was one fragrant. That that would be good to have that. Yeah, except it, it does not, uh, if I remember right, and based on its performance in the certified butterfly garden, it's not a dominant. It doesn't bloom over a long oh, okay. season as the regular best. Uh, yeah, the blue ones do. So. No good. Yeah. So you still got tomatoes smaller than a yeah. tennis ball? Yeah, and I I wrote... Uh, but they're still blooming? Yes. <laughs> and I wrote an article uh, uh, for next Saturday on, you know, 
you're you're probably lucky you just had 32 degrees but you got to get ready for the freeze yeah thing uh, so but i was i was kind of uh, telling everybody well it's probably time to pull your tomatoes but i didn't have a heart to pull mine <laughs> my i have such a long history with them and they're uh, well and, this may this may be a good chow chow year oh yeah <laughs> yeah, if the weather. You like chow chow, Milton? I don't know that I've had chow chow. The relish. Oh. Uh, tomato relish. With the green tomato relish. Oh, I've, I haven't had it, but I yeah. bet it's good. We have recipes on plantanswers.com. Is this squirrel chow chow? <laughs> I don't think I had a squirrel chow chow. Okay. Hey, well, uh, we're live here at Millburgers, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Here's your weather forecast from Millburgers, about 58 degrees. So it's brisk, uh, sunny. Lots of activity happening. Trace is walking up to the porch to talk to us. Uh, but come on by. Are you sure now? He's I, quite a distance. I think so. I think he looks like he's got a, I don't know. Well, you have to look at it. Uh, yeah, it does. Like we've said something wrong. <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. I want to know what so this. We, I missed all the weather. Did we get rain? I wasn't here. Oh, we, we, a, we got a uh, few tents. Yeah. No. Tra- it depends on where you were. It was a long rainy, but not much water came down. Just uh, was overcast the whole time, kind of drizzly. Yeah. yeah. I know um, I was told up until the uh, day before yesterday, uh, it was in the, the low th- in the 30s. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Cold. It yeah. was chilly. With that, that moisture. Reminded, oh, reminded me of England. Yeah. Oh. Or Minnesota in September. Yeah. Uh, is that right? <laughs> or, yeah, or o- Oklahoma in the wintertime quite a bit. <laughs> I want to know what this uh, barrier of Nandina's in front of Jerry is. is yeah, that, I don't know. Is that the, have we had any uh, um, warnings that somebody's after him or so? That's domestic. Yeah. That's the regular size Nandina. Yeah. And it's uh, kind of protecting you from. Attacks from the outside or hiding you. Might be <laughs> Maybe they're hiding us. Well, this next week, just uh, we'll wrap up the weather talk, I guess. But uh, tomorrow. Are you trying to change the topic? No, no, no. I just don't want to. Because next week's going to be wonderful. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, and, and another chance of rain, too. Uh, let's see. Tomorrow, partly sunny, high near 67. Calm winds becoming oh, southwest around 5 good. miles per hour. So uh, mostly clear tomorrow night or low around 47. So sunny and high on Monday around near 72. That'll be nice. Clear with a low around 49. Sunny and high. I was sitting with a high near 76 on Tuesday. Wow. Yeah. And then same on Wednesday, 20% chance of showers, though. And then uh, Thursday, a 40% chance of showers. Wow. So... Yeah, 30% that's, chance on Thursday night. That's 30%. when we have our work day on Thursday. Oh, no. At the greenhouse. I'm sorry. The, uh, well, <laughs> the, I don't know which way uh, well, to We need to rain. Okay. The coal crops and broccoli and all those are really prospering in this. Oh, are they? they yeah. Love, yeah, they love this. Perfect. Way. You know what? Another thing I haven't seen, Jerry, uh, you know, we always say the cabbage loopers will be there no matter what. I should probably not say anything and make that. Uh, um, I haven't seen a cabbage looper. Hey, you haven't seen that little white butterfly? 
Why was not on his not, I haven't seen many. I've seen a few, but I haven't seen many. Okay. But I haven't seen any damage. Uh, well, I had one plant that I couldn't quite figure out. It was one of the chards that I couldn't quite figure out what was causing the damage. Yeah, sometimes uh, the snails uh, damage. They have the same type of hole, but usually the snails have a, a rounded hole. So uh, rather than uh, you know, we can't. We kind of have to keep people alert because they they will probably show up. But uh, oh yeah, it's been uh, it's been a little strange because they haven't yet. Because the uh, plants, if uh, most of our listeners' garden gardens are like mine, the the plants are prospering. Yeah, they can and, show up during cold weather too. That's right. They know, and they'll. Uh, Butterflies look, are flying, even yeah. in this weather. Yeah. yeah. Look look on the bottom of the leaves. If you have a hole already through your leaf, look on the bottom of the leaf. And uh, if it, uh, you, you might see a little bitty green worm. However, if they've eaten a hole in there, uh, they've probably gotten big enough to be seen easily. Yeah. And that's when you put out your BT, Bacillus thuringiensis. And remind them what to put in there. And a couple of teaspoons of liquid detergent. Because, yeah, you just, uh, oh, I was trying to remember, I guess broccoli, though. You spray that on oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It just run, it runs it right off. So like water off a duck's back, Milton. You ever put water on a duck's back? I have not. <laughs> but I imagine I have done that. They, but I have to trust that it's a... It runs right off. Yeah. And uh, what we're talking about is the BT products, lots of them. I think uh, here at Millburgers we have two or three different brands, and every every retailer has a few, but that's a, organic control, works very well. But it does not have a long life. Yeah. So you don't put it on and expect it to uh, deal with the cabbage loopers two months from now. So yeah. you got to keep your eyes open for them. Well, uh, duck hunters realize when the ducks fall in the water, you shoot them and they fall in the water. Yeah. The water runs off their back. Is that right? <laughs> They're Did not I... a wet, soppy duck when you pick it up. Oh, okay. It's, it's uh, It sheds water. I think it's oily. Is yeah. It oily or the feather formation, the feather? Uh, so it's a little of both. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. 210, uh, sorry. Go ahead. 308 8867. 210 308 8867. The Calvin, number to call. Calvin talks about in his This Week in the Garden, uh, he, he talks about it is time to plant spinach transplants. And guess who's got lots of Trinidad spinach transplants available? Don't tell me. <laughs> Millburgers. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I saw Real them. pretty spinach. Yeah, they look good. Right yeah. by the uh, blue bonnet. Right by the pretty blue bonnet. Yeah. <laughs> and they, I planted mine, what, last week? They really enjoy this weather, too. That's, the spinach? Yeah. We are. We were kind of, Jerry and I are kind of conservative in planting spinach, but we moved our uh, planting recommendation ahead a little bit because of the, the weather was just so perfect yeah, for it. Yeah. And, and it's turned out to be perfect for it too so don't wait don't you know take advantage of uh, 
Sounds like the forecast for the next few weeks is yeah. going to be perfect. And the plants are a little bit late this year because of, uh, like I say, we work with the growers, and uh, they got some bad seed. Mm-hmm. We gave them some bad seed. We didn't know it was bad. But uh, we then we got uh, Dr. Larry Stein got them from fresh seed, and that's where these came from. So uh, they're uh, disease-resistant plants, uh, varieties, uh, not necessarily the variety that's on the tag because uh, they're commercial varieties. So, But they are disease-resistant and best for our area. Also plant lettuce, carrots, beets, radish, turnips, English peas, Rutabagas. He, he has to put the rutabaga in that mouth. Yeah. By seed. And uh, I'm ready to report that I have sent out all the free lettuce seed that uh, we got requests for. I put, put the well, well, good. I put the last ones in the mail yesterday. All right. So by Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, now the the others were sent out a lot earlier, so I imagine a lot of people have gotten their spinach seed. Well, I mean, our lettuce seed. Lettuce seed. I'm sorry. Well, let us let us know. Uh, Jerry and I were talking. I haven't had great luck in getting it to germinate this year. Let yeah. Let, let us know if you uh, have planted lettuce seed and yours has come up. It's just unusual. Everything else that <laughs> uh, is a little usually a little tougher to get to germinate. Uh, carrots and uh, yeah. Beets, they're they're coming up strong, but uh, in my garden at least, and so far no lettuce. Yeah, the uh, I sent out several packages to every everybody that requested some, and uh, because it it's supposed to be it's older seed, so uh, plant it pretty thick, and uh, probably use all the packages. You know, don't don't try to save them. Yeah, I, yeah over. I had some of the uh, seed that was at least a year old last yeah. last time, and uh, I planted it thick, and it came up thick too. I, I could almost <laughs> almost felt like high, uh, harvesting the seedlings, you know. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, maybe th- this is the perfect weather for it. Oh right gosh, now. yeah. Remember, don't cover the seed. Okay, don't cover the seed. Uh, I've heard that before. <laughs> I'll have to. I was looking at the uh, the write up on Crawford lettuce seed that's on plantanswers dot com, and I didn't write it, but uh, the guy that wrote it put a note in there to cover with a ah. light <laughs> a light covering of uh, compost. Well, don't do it. Don't cover the seed. I thought I, t- I, I hope I took that off, <laughs> off the web, off the website. But uh, what if I just want to cover it just a bit? No, just a smidge. Nothing. <laughs> All right. You we, might have we, to tie your arm behind. I your know. Back. I, it we sounds were, like it. <laughs> sounds like people just are so. Uh, well, I've even educated gone. to do that, that. We've had professional growers. Cover it and not get a single seed yeah. to germinate. 
I've even so no uh, coverage. Adopted. I mean, the carrots works too, not to, co- to cover it. Hmm. Yeah, uh, it's relatively small seed, and uh, just uh, in most of our gardens, it uh, gets enough soil contact that uh, comes up pretty good. In fact, comes up better for me if I don't cover it than I try to get that perfect eighth oh, of an inch yeah. layer on there or something. But uh, talking to David Rodriguez the other day, and uh, he uh, he says that all the nurseries in San Antonio have Crawford lettuce seed, but they're selling them, oh. and they also have the uh, have the uh, poppies, the maroon poppy seed. And they're selling those. Okay. Guess which nursery in town, the only nursery in town, not selling the lettuce seed? Don't tell me. Okay. Take a while. Millburgers. Yeah, there you yeah. go. They have it. <laughs> and it's free if you can yes, they, they have new seed. Yeah. And it's free. Much to David's uh, chagrin. Yeah. yeah. But uh, they are selling the uh, maroon poppies, which should all be plant, also be planted at this time of the year. And I thought, well, they're two fifty. Uh, I think they're two fifty a package. But it's new seed and uh, a lot of seed. Poppy seed is so small. Uh, they've got a lot in each package. Yeah, so. that, and that's all. Do a little planning so that you don't. End up dump, dumping it all in one spot. <laughs> it's almost hard to do. Yeah, yeah. I I I did that at my son-in-law's uh, entranceway to his house, and uh, my my uh, grandson did the uh, blue bonnet seed that we sold, but I didn't trust him with the uh, poppy poppy seed, so I was trying to very carefully. <laughs> Put it in my hand and very carefully seed it out. I still got a lot in certain places. Yeah. But we'll see if it comes up. It had the blue bonnets and the poppy seed have not come up yet, so I'm I'm worried about them. We just sold them right on top of the ground, on bare ground. Yeah, but there's uh, at least in my neighborhood, there's no bare ground left anymore. Rescue grass and. Uh, <laughs> Um, the good grass, herb, and all of the, I mean the the weeds that that bare desert-looking uh, soil that you had uh, at the end of the summer is now lush and green. There you go. Yeah, that wonderful. Um, almost time to mow the rescue grass. <laughs> Hey, we're going to take a break uh, and come back in just a second. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Toll free, 866-308-8867. What's going on in your garden? Give us a call. What are you concerned about after this uh, cold snap? Do we have a cold snap? Is that what you call it? Yeah. Okay. It was. Let's see if we can't help we you out. You might be able to argue that that's, this is a perfect... Just a preparation and a things okay. arguing off. and Good. Yeah. All right. Well, give us a call. We'll talk to you about it. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The answer. 
Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road, reminding you December 7th and December 8th are Millburgers' annual Christmas open house. It's a whole lot of fun, and I'm going to tell you more right now. The traditional open house is Saturday, December 7th, with a little red choo-choo rides all around the fresh-cut Christmas trees. The sweet Adeline singing your favorite Christmas carols, face painting, roasted corn, hot chocolate wassail, and more, and pictures with Santa from 11 to 3. So come on out and take great family photos. Come on out on Sunday, December 7th for the Christmas Cowboy Christmas at Millburgers, including again, Little Red Choo Choo, Roasted Corn Funnel Cakes, Hot Chili, Texas Weather Band Music, and much, much more, including a balloon artist. Plus, we invite you to come on by Millburgers right now and pick an angel off the Salvation Army Angel Tree and help support someone this year. All at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road, on the web at millburgernursery.com. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, the number to call, 210-308-8867. Hey, um, talk to you about Spider-Man termite and pest control. Uh, the things that are bugging you, they might be a little better after the uh, cold weather, but how would you like to have year-long protection? You can when you call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Uh, roaches, fleas, ants, all those things, uh, whether it's uh, even rodents, they'll be uh, uh, taken care of by Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. And it's one of the frustrations I hear from people about pest control is they come, they spray or they treat, and it works for a little while and then they come right back and it's like well wasn't it supposed to last longer than three weeks and they kind of shrug their shoulders and say well it's hard to get rid of these guys well here's what <laughs> spider-man's going to do that they don't they're going to come out inspect the your uh, property and they're going to see where the problem areas are so if you've got caulking that has uh, come off then they're going to uh, say hey listen this is where the roaches or the ants are coming in you need to seal this up, and we can help you with that. So uh, give Spider-Man a call, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721, Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control online at GoSpiderManPest.com. I'm worried about my big roaches, Milton. They've, I don't have big roaches anymore. They're all little roaches. Oh, They're cute. Yeah. <laughs> but you maybe have to... Uh... To do some research, Jerry, on the uh, deer hunting uh, rules, you know, because they, they had that problem with uh, with deer, too. People were just getting yeah. getting the big ones, and so the, the general population got <laughs> little and littler. Yeah. So you, Maybe you, I w- wiped out my male roaches. You'll have to have a little sign that says, only stomp on baby roaches <laughs> instead of the big Do they have male and female roaches, Milton? <laughs> I would imagine they do. <laughs> we need Spider-Man to come on. 
And tell me about uh, sex or roaches. Yes. <laughs> There'll be silence on the other end. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a question from Jerry, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but Gosh, anyway. Look at there. Uh, pansies and cyclamen. Yeah. yeah the all-star cool weather annuals. Well, Calvin said his cyclamens took the... Took the gold yeah. and win. Yeah, they're looking good. They're looking good. Per, well, this is, you know, 32 degrees. I didn't expect any problem. Because uh, most most of our, when we plant cyclamen, they're in the shade and they're in shelter. You know, they're by the yeah. buildings. And um, they could have been, you know, you, I guess you could have been out there in the wind and uh, more uh, colder weather if you had planted them. Yeah, the wind was the problem. Because a lot of folks are using them more and more. And, oh, uh, yeah. Commercial plantings, too. But, uh, gosh, there's a huge, still a huge selection here. The red and the white ones are real obvious. There's my purple there. There's a whole group of uh, the purples that look so good. Yeah, I was uh, I was uh, pleasantly surprised to see Neil's pair recommended cycling. Really? Yeah. What did he recommend them for? Uh, uh, let me see. In the in the landscape, or at the <laughs> at the hospital by the hospital bed. Oh, I can't. I didn't. I can't I didn't. Find, let me find it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he re- he recommended that we plant you know things like pandies and and things like that, and uh, he he included uh, cyclamen in there with it. Uh, uh, talking about a, uh, 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 the wind and uh, and the, and the cold weather, we got a question on plant answers about from uh, I think I think she's a master gardener. She says, uh, "Would you please tell me if anti-desiccant sprays are useful for Comal County?" Especially up in the hills. Well, the uh, the, uh, the we're talking about uh, cloud cover. Is one of them uh, one of the commercial brands I think, and uh, uh, they're for a light freeze or light freeze. The uh, the anti-desiccant, in other words, drying out sprays, uh, are they they give you a couple of degrees cold protection, but uh, probably the best thing to do is is cover. That gives you the most protection. Yeah, you just it's hard to get a good covering. Yeah, Calvin's got a. Beautiful picture with his article today. Monarch and Duranta. Yeah. And uh, it happens to go along with his article. How about that? Uh, And he does a a good write-up on Duranta. And uh, he mentions the berries, the yellow berries. And uh, I think that's one of its names. uh, Is that a monarch? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Uh, head south, monarch. Head south. I think that I think the 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 fact that it has yellow berries is uh, a lot. A lot of there's a name that goes with uh, Duranta. 
showers of berries or something like that. Hmm. Showers of gold, maybe. Yeah. But uh, I was looking at Milberger's, uh, their selection of Duranta. Very few blooms, but just loaded with berries. And yeah. Calvin says the birds will get them, right? Well, Two. eventually, but they're not the, the, as, as good as the yellow berries look. Uh, they aren't the favorite of the birds, and so they're kind of like Nandina berries. They yeah. they make it through the whole winter. You can <laughs> enjoy them and they, before they're finally eaten by something. It's, yeah. not, it's not like, uh, oh... Um, Hollies and uh, Pyracantha. Pyracantha, yeah, they usually get taken up pretty early in the winter. My my Pyracantha covered tree is beginning to turn red. I was showing my grandson that uh, the day we drive by it every day, twice a day, and uh, you know they they've been kind of hidden. Because when they're green, you don't see the berries mm-hmm. up there. But now they're kind of turning on, on orange color, which you can see the berries more, and they will eventually turn red. And then I guess that's when the birds get them. But they stay on there a long time. Yeah, quite a bit. It takes usually takes a freeze, a solid freeze, to soften them up. Yeah. But the minute we say that, <laughs> you know, then, yeah. then, then the... Cedar wax wings or something moves in and cleans them out. I'm convinced growing pyracantha in a tree is the best way to grow pyracantha. Because you don't have to prune it and worry about those thorns on that thing. It's also a good way to grow uh, Lady Banks rose. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, You know, the Fanics used to have uh, one at their front entrance. And that thing covered the entire store. The entire storefront. I, I think they eventually had to cut it back. Was it the Lady Banks or was it the... It's Lady Banks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember if it's white or yellow. I've got one of each. Um, the white one is a little rarer than the yellow yeah. one. Yeah. Well, and they, we, we used to... I, can't, I, I guess we used to say the white ones generally had thorns and the yellow ones didn't because they were a new, newer selection, but I'm not... Yeah, sure. That's true. The yellow I know, I know the yellow one I have does not have thorns, and the the white one may have a few. Yeah, and then Kevin mentioned in his article about uh, Mexican flame vine, which uh, really shows out at this time of the year. I don't particularly like the color of that. Do you, Calvin? Uh, the bur- uh, the. The uh, birds do, or uh, not the birds, but the butterflies do. So do they, do they? Well, maybe it's the nectar. Maybe it's not the color. It's yeah. burnt orange, Milton. Ah. <laughs> it's a, but, but it's a, it's a healthier looking orange than burnt orange. Right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, the problem See, with it, it, it mainly blooms in the in the fall. Yeah, late fall. Late like, fall. The best. But when it blooms, it's killer. Yeah. Well, uh, we the uh, was it Edna Ward Tolan at the at the the uh, garden that we used to have down down yeah the house yeah Schultz house yeah Schultz house they used to have uh, they grew some of those on uh, trellises uh, 
that were really showy. Oh, yeah. Exciting, you know, just thick with bloom. It was just amazing this time of the year that they would come out. We've got, we got a, a whole list of yeah. uh, plants that uh, make a big show in, in late fall. Yeah, he said, uh, uh, Calvin said, the deer will eat fall aster. And uh, that's beginning to show up now in, in landscapes. Uh, the picture they they got is kind of pitiful of a coral vine, because that, that coral vine is spectacular. I mean, it is big time spectacular. And I try we tried to get uh, a red one, a red one on the market for a long period yeah, of time. Yeah, it's been you know we was sold a few years. But. Yeah, yeah, but uh, James Spivey found one. He, he used to work for a color spot nursery, and he found one up in uh, Fredericksburg, somebody's yard, and it was it was true red. So uh, the problem with with that coral vine is the uh, is the fact that we mentioned a while ago that it's hard for the commercial growers to keep it in bounds. You know they have to put it on a little trellis. That's poor. That's movable, and uh, a lot, a lot of times it'll jump, jump and get away from. Oh, it's, uh, uh, yeah, the, it's an amazing plant. Yeah. You won't be, a, you won't be able to move it, so you can't sell it. Uh-huh. Well, I say in that article, the, the saving, the only thing that may, probably saves us is the fact that it's so yeah, cold. Yeah, freeze it back. Yeah. Uh, now we're we're fortunate in South Central Texas. To be able to grow that plant, but it it freezes back, but it comes back. Yeah. Now further north, maybe even in Austin, I don't know if it's if it's cold sensitive in Austin or not, but it kills kills down. That's why we didn't make we haven't we didn't make that a Texas superstar uh-huh. because of that trait. I uh, I think I've mentioned this that I've, it uh, in Trinidad and Tobago that. Uh, does not freeze back generally, and so oh, I've seen Lord. whole, I've seen whole vacant, you know, like uh, construction areas where they cleared them out, and it just covered the whole. <laughs> you couldn't even walk through it. it yeah, was so thick. Yeah, beautiful. The booms well, yeah. were beautiful, but kind of like kind of like your plant that runs in the tree. Uh, oh, that uh, yeah, cat claw. Cat claw. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was beautiful, Milton, but Calvin didn't think so. No, I think he's... He, I he think said it, I could have all the cuttings I want. Yeah, I think yeah, the beauty yeah. is worn off on the cuts. <laughs> the, uh, but uh, no. I wonder if it freezes back in the valley, uh, Coral Vine or Queen's Crown. I don't, I don't know. Somebody can tell us. It that. might not. Depends on the year, maybe, too. Yeah. But anyway, that's a, that's a good one to, and we sell them here. They sell they sell plants here of it. And if you keep it under control, uh, Jerry's right. It's our, uh, well, it's a almost the best pollinator plant around. I mean, yeah. just covered with with bees, uh, but the the blooms are just uh, spectacular. Yeah, nothing uh, out blooms that thing uh, in the fall. And uh, of course, once it, if you grow it. 
You know, I had a campaign for a couple of years to get it back under control, and I, had, I think I <laughs> thought I had it all completely. But, uh, you know, now, now there's three or four little pioneer plants that Uh-oh. come back. Oh, you cut yours back? Oh, I, and I used uh, herbicides and everything to get oh, it under Lord. control. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Uh, How did it react to herbicides? Uh, it's, it's strange. It uh, seems to be more controllable by Roundup than it is by... Uh, Anything else, huh? Yeah, even the oh. remedy. It did, for some reason, it did not uh, wow. react to remedy. That's weird. Guess what I got in the mail today, Milton? What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Millburgers Landscape the Newsletter. Millburgers, uh, December. Oh, yeah, my goodness. You got you. that early. Yeah, they got, they got it out early. Uh, the Millburger Landscape and Nursery Newsletter for South Central Texas. And uh, got some good articles in there. Good question. And got all the uh, information... Oh, good about the open house. About the open house, mm. which we look all looking forward to on uh, December seventh and eighth. I think you've been talking about it mm-hmm. in the commercial. Mm-hmm. And a lot of stuff going on. We let uh, looks like living. Uh, so there's some article, some information about Christmas trees too. Is there? Let's see. Calvin got one in here about cold weather and your plants. Uh, Calvin Finch, uh, retired director of water conservation at Texas A&M University. Oh, really? <laughs> and uh, then they've got a, a, a nice write-up on amaryllis. And they got a pretty good write-up on uh, citrus in the backyard. Or citrus. Who authored that? Uh, a guy named Drew Miller. I don't know who that is. I don't know is. who that is. Either. But uh, I thought he was being, I thought he was the author and he was just being. Yeah, pissed. he wasn't telling. No, he yeah. didn't seem to be no. that shy. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, Drew says his favorite uh, varieties for Texas are the Satsuma mandarins, which he misspelled. Uh, which are amazingly sweet and particularly after they've been kissed by a few Cold, cold nights. Now, my satsumas are still pretty green. Yeah, but they had they had a tough time this summer, uh, uh, and uh, they had a good crop last year, but uh, which means that they'll have an off crop this year because I overfruited them. And uh, it's my uh, my favorite one uh, is in the shade. And so it it just has a it, branch every now and then that has fruit on it. So because that was planted years ago and yeah yeah yeah, yeah typical situation. It's, the live oaks have shaded it out. Don't you just hate that when they grow those live oaks and they, <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's in my neighbor's yard, so I can't <laughs> go cut it down or anything. I guess I could cut all everything that's on my side of the fence. That would make them real happy. Yeah yeah. yeah. It's a it's a big one, big live oak too. Yeah, they're nice. But uh, they bloom, uh, and he he talks good about uh, Meyer lemons too. 
Yeah, I like Meyer lemons. Now, I don't have, I've got a few lemons. I don't have any, my uh, limes uh, put on a lot of foliage, but didn't put any. Didn't put on any fruit. Yeah. They freeze back? Yeah, uh, they had the year before. Oh, okay. In fact, I, yeah, I had uh, relatively new ones. So uh, it's a little different because uh, most most years they'll they recover so quickly they'll even if they've fro- frozen back or defoliated they'll yeah. they'll have some uh, fruit but not so. Well, what, I, oh. I think the weather has been pretty tough on uh, the dry hot weather. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. If you heard the weather forecast in the. Uh, Earlier in the show, you know that next week is going to be really nice, sunny, and uh, sunny with a kind of spring-like here, I guess, or fall. Uh, so it's a good time to get out on that deck or uh, enjoy that patio. And if it's not looking the way you want it to look, Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf can help you out. I can even give you some examples of that. Go pictures uh Speak, pictures speak louder than words, I think, is the expression. <laughs> so go to deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com, and you'll see a before and after picture of uh, what Barry can do. And the before picture looks like uh, decks that I've seen before, a gray uh, with sort of almost looks like sooty. Uh, and uh, then you look at the after picture, and it's just like it was when it was new. Uh, brown, sharp, glowing, looks very, very pretty. So if uh, you are, if that's an issue for you, you really, that deck can look new again, give Barry a call at 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147, or just make it easy and go to deckandpatiocare.com. We're going to take a break, and while we do, we encourage you to give us a call at 210-308-8867, 308 More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bolverde Road, reminding you December 7th and December 8th are Millburgers' annual Christmas open house. It's a whole lot of fun, and I'm going to tell you more right now. The traditional open house is Saturday, December 7th, with the little red choo-choo rides all around the fresh-cut Christmas trees, the sweet Adeline singing your favorite Christmas carols, face painting, roasted corn, hot chocolate wassail, and more, and pictures with Santa from 11 to 3. So come on out and take great family photos. Come on out on Sunday, December 7th for the Christmas Cowboy Christmas at Millburgers, including again Little Red Choo Choo, Roasted Corn Funnel Cakes, Hot Chili, Texas Weather Band Music, and much, much more, including a balloon artist. Plus, we invite you to come on by Millburgers right now and pick an angel off the Salvation Army Angel Tree and help support someone this year. All at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road, on the web at millburgernursery.com. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. What's our theme this week? I think uh, we're going with the Thanksgiving theme. 
Okay, that's good. So Thanksgiving's coming up, Milton. Yes, it is. It's going to be here before we know it. Let's see. This is it's after next weekend. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Thursday after. And and to get ready for Thanksgiving. Yeah. I've uh, updated the. Oh, good. Uh, plant answers. The topics of the month. And I've got uh, Thanksgiving eating. About what the we'll talk, probably talk about that next week. About what the pilgrims ate. Okay. And I got an article on sweet potatoes with a link to sweet potato recipes. And I've got a link uh, link on there pecan history. Ooh. And strange pecan questions plus recipes and storage, Milton. Mm-hmm. And on there, on the recipes, are, is that famous pecan pie recipe. Yeah. Uh, and uh, a mention of the... Uh, what was her name, Poppy? Poppy. Yeah. yeah. Poppy Stewart out of uh, Divine. Yeah, Divine is Divine Pie. It's yeah, there you pecan go. Pie. Yeah, there you go. And... Uh, I've mentioned in there about your size of container that you need to put it in. Oh, good. We'll we'll cover a little bit of that next week. Yeah. But uh, getting ready for Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's a great recipe. Yeah. Um, even, I mean, once you uh, even burnt. Uh, yeah, it's a great recipe. Once you added the, don't let it burn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The snarky comment. It's now included. Take out before. Pie bursts into flame. <laughs> it was inspired by my uh, thing. There was, or still isn't, uh, I don't know which one it is, a how long you keep it in there for. <laughs> Every other recipe in the world has that. <laughs> anyway, I'm not, Mildred, I'm not bitter. Milton didn't know that you could, and my daughter, by the way. Yeah. Uh, they, they both, uh, both fussed at me. Out of the thousands of recipes that we sent out uh, over the years, the only two people that, confu- uh, that uh, complain about the recipe, that was you and my daughter. And for pretty much the same thing. Pretty much the same thing. I think she was, uh, was her complaint about the size of the pan, or was that mine, too? I that, was, that was yours, too. Uh, okay. Conspiring, no? Yes. <laughs> hey, what? Well, and is there anything else uh, happening? It is. Just a second. I have a, an important oh, question. Oh, sorry. On ornament, uh, ornamental uh, sweet sweet potatoes, um, Neil had made a statement. I saw that, that last they, week. Yeah, that they were uh, not edible. No, not edible. I never kind of. They're edible. Yeah, I just. He uh, was wrong about that. Well, what, what he meant by that. Uh, is that uh, they're fibrous? They got a lot of a uh, lot of uh, fiber in them, which uh, makes them less pleasing than a cultured uh, sweet potato, a variety of sweet potato, because the breeders have uh, that, have bred that out of them, or they were just not in. They were interested in different characteristics. Right, right, yeah. right. 
But uh, as far as being edible, I would give him my my famous quote about if you can chew it, you can eat it. Oh. Yes. When people ask me. It doesn't mean it's is, pleasing. Right. Or, or, or not pleasing. poisonous. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's... <laughs> Can I eat uh, loco weed? Yeah. If you chew it, you eat it. However. Right. Getting back to my newsletter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we got some. Got some uh, first of all, I mentioned Calvin's article about cold weather and your plants. And, you know, sometimes we wonder if Calvin actually, or if we actually write what they put our name on. Oh. But I have a, a sneaking suspicion that this was written by Calvin. Mm-hmm. The last paragraph is, A healthy, well-watered plant survives cold better than a dried-out plant, so watering when the plants are dry is essential especially for one that is actively growing in the winter. That does not mean, this is a giveaway, that does not mean, however, that watering at the last minute before a freeze will contribute to cold tolerance. Does that sound like you? Uh, Yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) As Calvin tried to go around his neighborhood one time and... Tell tell the elderly citizens there that they were wasting water watering their shrubs. <laughs> I don't know if he uh, did. You tell Dorothy that Dorothy Weedy. I I don't remember who who it was that I. Did. She'd have come after you with a hoe <laughs> or something. Uh, cold tolerance is dependent on a sport, uh, plant's genetics and its health at the time of the freeze. That's definitely count. <clears throat> now, if you want, uh, you know, that, that'll be one of the topics I think that Karen Guz will, co- will cover on the on Monday. All right. That's coming presenta- up this Monday, right? Yeah, that's right. The uh, This is the uh, Garden Vol- Gardening Volunteers of South Texas uh, event that they hold every third uh, Monday. And uh, this Monday... The 18th uh, is going to be two good speakers. David Vaughn, who a lot of us know as a uh, successful arborist, he's going to talk about uh, a lot of issues that involve uh, improved uh, tree health, you know, managing pests and diseases. I think it'll probably be a a good time to learn about uh, how to deal with drought with your trees and also uh, the oak wilt topic is one that he covers quite a bit. Yeah, he's uh, he'll speak from twelve fifteen to one fifteen. The second speaker is Karen Guz, and Karen is going to talk about. Uh, it's going to be a basic botany uh, presentation uh, with some of the same kind of coverage. She'll, she's going to talk about uh, how drought affects it, uh, uh, plants, and uh, she's going to. Uh, talk about photosynthesis and a lot of those issues that uh, you really have to have a kind of a basic understanding of if you're if you're going to be a real real successful gardener. I hope she mentioned that watering at the last minute doesn't help, Kevin. Yeah, I don't. I don't we'll see if she does. Uh, we uh, Karen Karen uh, for a number of years was the uh, 
a pre- presenter for the first first class in the Master Gardener right. here in Bear, in Bear County as a, a basic botany class, and it was a, really one of the most popular classes. So she's a, she's an excellent speaker. Took Calvin's place. That's Aww. right. Yeah. Went from the uh, <laughs> least popular lecture of the series to the to one of the most popular le- lectures of the series. Yeah, that's on Monday the 18th from noon to uh, three o'clock, uh, and it'll be at the uh, garden center. And yeah, and you uh, they appreciate a five dollar donation, but it is free, and there is a. a potluck kind of a luncheon offered uh, and you too. can bring bring some uh Des- some desserts or dessert, yeah whatever you've got uh, add to the uh, mm-hmm. total i think they'll have a big attendance yeah uh, also it is a good time for you to kind of review the gardening volunteers of south texas what they do and where you might fit in there it's a it's a great way to d- get involved in some really uh, important projects. Have fun and uh, work along with a lot of gardeners. I know Jerry and I are uh, work closely with Gardening Volunteers of South oh, yeah. Texas. And did I remember correctly? There's some rewards, some saws. There you go. Rewards that you get for going and attending both. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> water saver re- rewards points. If you're uh, if you're uh, a sauce customer. Uh, you may already know about the rewards points, and then you can get some credit for some, which are desirable. Uh, you get, um, I think you get some uh, oh, discounts and mm-hmm. uh, oh, good. things. And if you have, you are a sales customer and have not checked that out, go to, to go to the uh, uh, to their uh, website and go to you just look for Water Saver Rewards Points, and uh, that's another. It's a good place to go to uh, get a lot of good information, the website. Yeah. I think they're getting two, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. I think that sounds right. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We're going to come back with more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We're live at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road, where the sun has come out, and so have the gardeners. So come on out and visit with us at 1604 on Boulevard Road. Learn more about some of the stuff we talk about at millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com. More in a moment on 9:30 a.m. This is the answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons sitting on the porch here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevard Road. Lots of folks getting stuff. Um, trying to see what did they pick out. Can you tell? It's pretty. Yeah. It's got the yellow and the purple and the. I guess it got two things. I look like pansies. Yeah. Oh, okay. They got some pretty pansies out there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just kind of watching what people are getting. Yeah. And Mill Burgers is getting ready and decorated for the uh, Christmas uh, annual open house. So. Uh, getting ready for the Christmas trees too. Yeah. 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 They've got some living Christmas trees out there. Yeah, that's always a topic we'll we'll talk about uh, as uh, weeks progress here. Um, it's kind of an interesting concept. You get the 
double bang. You get to de- have a tree to decorate for the holidays, and then you can plant it in your landscape. So yeah. it's worthy of uh, consideration. Milton, you didn't tell them where to get the newsletter. Oh, I'm sorry. Go to MillburgerNursery.com. <laughs> MillburgerNursery.com. Or you can, uh, if you don't do Internet, you can either come in and pick up your newsletter. And I or, bet you can pick up the November one, too. Yeah, I'm sh- I, I would the, guess. December we'll just to, come I'll, out. I'll double check till later, but yeah. Yeah. And then um, also they'll uh, you can they'll put you on the list, too, if you just want to call. 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. We've got to find out how many is on the newsletter. Yeah. We'll ask Trace. I bet there's a lot. I bet there is. They've been doing this good newsletter for a long time. Yeah. And you can go back, by the way, and see uh, uh, digital copies of old newsletters uh, by going to MillbergerNursery.com. And they're in they're color, all, too, Yeah, they're in color on and they're the archived. Internet. Yep. Uh, the questions in for December is why why isn't plastic as good as fabric in preventing freeze damage? Hmm. And the person gives a pretty good answer. It's a plastic mounted on a frame and kept off the foliage is effective in keeping warm air within the plant crown. Now, that's kind of right. Okay. <laughs> but the, the plastic is only good if you've got an external heat source. Because uh, plastic captures the cold. It it holds heat, but it also traps cold. So it can actually be colder under under plastic plastic without an external heat source than it is uh, on the the outside. Hmm. And, of course, the problem comes when foliage touches the plastic. Plastic does not block the heat transfer when there is no insulating layer of air. Or a lot of people, if they're expecting a really cold temperature, will cover with this fabric material we've been talking about that we sell here, uh, and then cover with plastic and then put an external heat source in there. And that way, it doesn't burn the foliage. Becomes a very efficient. Of course, it's uh, plastic is uh, complex because the minute the sun comes out, you have yeah to, you have to uh, watch out. You can go from uh, <laughs> protecting your plant from freezing temperatures to Burning fry, them up. frying it with uh, a greenhouse effect. There, uh, I I've not pr- found that to be a as much of a problem in. Uh, and citrus, you know, and uh, covering citrus, because uh, the, they're kind of a tropical, subtropical plant anyway, so they can take that more heat and oh, warm they, up. Well, and it, um, oh, our, um, what's our plasticized uh, cloth that... Uh, oh, blanket? Blankets, yeah, blankets are... Work pretty well. They uh, in terms of especially if you got a heat source. Yeah. Yeah. Says uh, plastic is more like metal in conducting heat from solid to solid. That's weird. 
a combination of cloth and plastic is very effective, especially if there's wind or moisture. Yeah, that's when the plastic cook. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty useful. Then, uh, why? Uh, the, another question is, uh, why is it best to prune in dry weather? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> it avoids the spreading of pathogens which might be carried by the moisture. Huh. I don't think. I, th- I think they missed it on that. I don't uh, know. never heard that. <laughs> The, the it's best to prune in hot, dry weather because uh, and you because the the especially uh, live oak because that sap once you make the pruning cut that sap dries up real quick and doesn't give the uh, beetle that spreads the oak wilt virus. A chance to infect the tree. So uh, maybe that's what they were talking about. But uh, any anything to seal that wound as soon as possible is bad. It's uh, rain doesn't. It's not care. Uh, uh, pathogens are not carried in rainwater. Hmm. So I don't know what they were going getting out of that. Uh, a lot of people grow spathophyllium. Uh My potted spats just flower when they want to, Milton. Oh. And unfortunately, that is too seldom. How can I encourage them to bloom? What do you think, Milton? How can, how can you encourage a blooming plant to bloom that's not blooming? Much. More sun? There you go. More sun. Look at that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Depends on the plant, though. What if it's a, a, a real oh, it's a mic drop. shade tolerant? <laughs> Just a real gentle one. Yeah, shade tolerant, too. Oh, that's true. But that's While the peace lily rule. is considered to be a low-light house plant, it requires considerable light to be a consistent bloomer. Uh, so what's Mary doing over there? No. Hi. <laughs> say hi. Hello. Oh, okay, hi. How are y'all doing today? Good, how are you? I'm bored. Where's everybody? We need people. <laughs> but uh, it's beautiful today with the yeah. flowers out here. And and my God, we got the best vegetable show now for the winter here. I was just admiring all the new variety did Fresh you see, plants. Did you see the uh, the, the mis- fragrant mist flower in the? Oh yeah, I was that? there. I was there. What you know? I went yeah. to smell it. Yeah, it's quite a. It's, it's, a, it's very fragrant. Show, yeah. Fragrant white one, and it's native to the Edwards, isn't it? Because I thought it was called. Uh, I don't know. That way I don't know. Aggie if book. I sus- uh, you know, we got those two two mist flowers, the blue ones that are native. So I suspect they're. <clears throat> related to one of those, but one of my friends says that's the one that attracts the most <coughs> monarchs. That it's really strong with the hormone kind of attractant in it, or something. Well, I noticed that the bees on this one were really oh yeah, I thick saw them. There. So, but it's still a little chilly for some butterflies. I saw one border patch, and we saw uh, we had um, monarchs out here a little earlier. Oh, they were. I yeah. missed them. Yeah, they were. 
he was getting his last taste of uh, nectar before he headed south, I think. Yeah, they're, I'm sure they're chilly. I think uh, the other night might have hurt a few of them. But. Oh, yeah. They're always... They're so susceptible. That's part of the, re- the reason that they're threatening the monarchs is because they've got to put up with uh, the weather and the long travel, and uh, they uh, run into these... Uh, the late hatching or not making it this year. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, well not, to, not to end on a sad note, no. <laughs> but anyway, it's beautiful. Come on out. Yeah. We have some beautiful plants here and vegetables. Come, Come see us. Very cool. Thanks, Mary. You bet. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Yeah, that's a, actually, it goes back to the Greg Grant thing. When the sun comes out, so do the gardeners. <laughs> and uh, I remember him saying that. And that's what's happened here. Now that it's warmed up just a bit, lots more folks coming out to the nursery and uh, choosing some uh, uh, lots of vegetables and pretty color plants. and Yeah, getting our spinach. Yeah. And I saw some of that uh, edible kale over there. You know, the variety oh, they yeah. sell for those crazy people that like to uh, take the tips and grind it up in their in their smoothies or whatever they call those the breakfast things. Yeah. There. Is that what they call them, smoothies? Yeah. I, n- I never got into that because my mother never put... Uh, uh, grass in my food. Even grass is good for you. <laughs> but anyway, there I, I never realized there was a the certain type, or certain varieties of kale that are used for that. Oh, okay. Enterprise. So not all varieties out there that are. We've got at least. Uh, Gosh, I think there were three different varieties of kale out there yeah. to pick for your garden. Yeah. One of the advantages of planting kale, besides the nutritious uh, greens, is that it's a really attractive uh, well, the, plant. The ones that they eat are not as attractive as the ones we plant for kale. Well, <laughs> depends on your your perspective. Yeah, there's one big one out there, a tall growing one. Yeah, there's some there's some really nice. Uh, you know, I I think the the ones that are edible are uh, ma- match the ornamentals even for attractiveness. Yeah, and of course, then you only need you don't have a they don't make good soldiers like the the ornamental ones do, but they're. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of neat if they're in a container or they're long there with your broccoli and everything else. Yeah, we pl- we planted some kale in a in a greenhouse uh, down south for the owner who made those smoothies every day, and uh, <laughs> he he just gets the tender tips. That's all he wants. Hmm. Well, that kale. Got tree-like. I mean, you know, he was just taking the tips off. Basically, he was stimulating growth while he was making his smoothies. And uh, that thing got out of control big. What did he put with it? I mean, if he just used the tips. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe maybe he put lettuce or something in there. I don't know. I, I never did partake any of that. No, because uh, your mama, <laughs> my mama never did. Uh, 
Guess what's happening melting to the trees? They're turning color. Oh, what did you say? I've got a few leaves on my uh, red oak that are turning color. Uh, But uh, with this cold weather, I imagine uh, the colorful trees are going to really start showing up here a little bit later. Uh, Usually around Thanksgiving. Yeah, mine aren't showing any color. Yeah, so they're drop, starting to drop leaves, the red oaks, but not turning color. Uh-uh. And some years they do pretty good job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Neil Sparrow writes about uh, his top tip, top pits fix for uh, for color trees or trees that turn color in yard. Guess what his first one is listed is. Well, I would. Chinese pistachio. Oh, really? And that's Neil? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's a big fan of Chinese pistachio. I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen him you, advocated. That you and Dr. George, Steve George, put on the market uh, several years ago. Yeah. <laughs> 30 years ago? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's I've, I've got one that's relatively large now. And uh, real, what a it's, what a nice shape. Yes, a good shape. Color the color, and uh, also in terms of uh, you you want a shade tree that also uh, meets the needs of birds and wildlife. Yeah. This is yeah. a it's a great one for that too. The wildlife only gets the uh, the red berries stay on there because they're sterile. But uh, the bear, the birds are out after the black ones or, or brown ones, if you want to call it that, which are, has a seed, have a viable seed in it. Are you having any trouble with uh, sprout? Uh, no, none. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, I'm having a little trouble that's with. That's right. Uh, I, that's what you you uh, said. Uh, with the in a in a seeding ditch out. or uh, and they're in the front yard. The, the this was the original Chinese pistachio that was planted during that promotion, yeah. and uh, it 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 has a it's not a heavy berry producer of the red berries. I've seen some just solid red. Oh. Some trees are just solid red with berries. I think, uh, you know, in my neighborhood, maybe our hackberries and mulberry are are so dominant in terms of oh, uh, seeding browns. everywhere that uh, <laughs> they just don't make room for uh, another invasive plant. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, they're, they're coming out with some that are males. Sterile. In other words, they have, they don't have uh, berries. They're not female trees. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you don't have the advantage of. You the don't have to worry fall, about them. The fall foliage color. Right, right, right. And uh, I think Greg Grant has made a selection of a Chinese pistachio, but I don't think it's on the market yet. But uh, that's what everybody's going for. Uh, is a uh, is a uh, with that, with uh, uh, the male trees that have color, 
Now, the problem is uh, if you get a male tree, it won't have bears and don't won't feed the birds. But it, it'll keep it from spreading. Uh, <laughs> so what's the second? Uh, crepe myrtles. I was proud of him. Oh. Crepe myrtles. And uh, variety, he, he says, uh, varieties with red, pink, purple, or lavender flowers tend to have brighter, darker fall colors than the white flowering types. I never did realize that. Uh, so the 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 flowers uh but uh, the fall colors uh, of crape myrtle pretty spectacular Some it doesn't last a long time yeah. but i've been i've been noticing them uh noticing them in landscapes uh especially in in uh subdivision and then uh his uh third choice was Schumard red oak yeah i figured that would be which his first is, the one I like, uh, even even though we were told by uh, some of our colleagues to quit recommending Schumard Red Oak because it spreads oak wilt no. disease. Uh, and when uh, when it, when uh, Schumard Red Oak gets oak wilt, it kills it fast. It's not a slow decline in, in death. But uh, it's still a wonderful tree for this area. And I've got one that's uh, planted on solid rock, solid stone, and uh, is about uh, 35 years old and about 40 feet tall or taller. And uh, so uh, and it. It's interesting how it changes color. It's right out of my back door, so I get to watch it all the time. But it starts with one limb. One limb on that tree will will turn color. Yeah. And then the rest of the tree follows that. But uh, there are certain limbs that uh, turn red first. And it's got good color. Well, Texas—that is, that, is it, he, including that Texas red oak and Schumard oak all together. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call: two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at sixteen zero four on Boulevard Road with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. Back in a moment on nine thirty a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road, reminding you December 7th and December 8th are Millburgers' annual Christmas open house. It's a whole lot of fun, and I'm going to tell you more right now. The traditional open house is Saturday, December 7th, with a little red choo-choo rides all around the fresh-cut Christmas trees. The sweet Adeline singing your favorite Christmas carols, face painting, roasted corn, hot chocolate wassail, and more, and pictures with Santa from 11 to 3. So come on out and take great family photos. Come on out on Sunday, December 7th for the Christmas Cowboy Christmas at Millburgers, including again, Little Red Choo Choo, Roasted Corn Funnel Cakes, Hot Chili, 
Texas weather band music, and much, much more, including a balloon artist. Plus, we invite you to come on by Millburgers right now and pick an angel off the Salvation Army angel tree and help support someone this year. All at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road, on the web at millburgernursery.com. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. So what else is going on? Um, let's see, we're uh, onions, we're not going to plant them for, I guess, a month and a half or so, but I, I guess they'll probably show up at the retail <laughs> But, yeah, they always show, they're showing up earlier and earlier. Yeah, now the and the problem with planting them early is that you they go to seed. Um, yeah, they likely to. Uh, sometimes they don't, but the the too too early potatoes we wait till about February first usually. Yeah, just to to plant them, just get kind of de- designate the the area. Uh, one thing about onions too, if you uh, got a problem with uh, nematodes you can plant onions in a nematode area um, and uh, one of the we were talking about pulling the tomato plants if they weren't uh, they didn't have uh, large enough fruit to be realistic to think that they're going to ripen this this fall there's a lot of ours that are that are finally the plants look good but they just it's just not going to have a long enough season to to do the job of pull them uh, well, a lot of us plant the tomato, the nematode-resistant tomatoes in the nematode right. area, and then yeah. that's the same area you could put your onions, too. So, Calvin, do you think it's still time to fertilize your lawn? Um, Will it rather? I, I, I think probably most most situations I'd say no. I would wait, but... Uh, if you got a you know if you got a lawn that uh, was green, you were able to water it. It's thick. The weeds aren't dominating it. Uh, you you probably you know you're probably uh, not too far off by going ahead and putting on there. But uh, in general, you you know you know like on my lawn, you'd be watering the re- rescue grass <laughs> and the horse herb. I mean, you'd be uh, fertilizing. Yeah, fertilizing the. Horse So yeah. what, what's your feeling on it? Kind of a... Kind of a the what? What's your feeling? Is it uh, <laughs> too late? No, I think it's uh, okay. Uh, people, uh, you wrote in there in the paper today, uh, if you lawn it green and growing, it's time to fertilize with a winterizer fertilizer, 312 nutrient ratio, such as 18612. The fertilizer will con- con- contribute to winter cold hardly winter cold tolerance and fast green up in the spring. Uh, a lot of people think it uh, don't want to put it fertilizer on this 
that it's late because they think it'll start the grass growing again. When that winterizer fertilizer first came out, I, th- I, I can remember it well. Steve George was county horticulture said. And uh, we took my yard, my lawn, of course, and we put down heavy amounts of nitrogen fertilizer to see if we could get that grass start to grow again. Couldn't. Once, it's, once it stops its uh, growth for cold weather, it will not start again regardless of how much nitrogen to fertilizer you put on it. So uh, uh, that's, but the hardiness is important. So uh, I, I would recommend that uh, if they, like you said, if they have a lawn that is green and growing very slowly, at this time of the year, uh, you can go ahead and, and fertilize with a winterizer fertilizer. And, and so today we have eighteen six twelve here, I guess. Yeah, well, and be you know, and as opposed, uh, the key there is if you've got a green San Augustine or a, if your Bermuda is still green, Zoysia might well, Zoysia might be too. Uh, then uh, th- that might be still be efficient because they'll be able. Th- yeah. That's a fast release nitrogen source. You can pick that lawn will pick it up. Uh, now, if you if it's dominated by weeds, you'll the weeds will pick it up. <laughs> I guess that's if you if you got a sustainable winter lawn. Now, what uh, if horse herbs uh, responds to uh, winterizer uh, fertilizer? A uh, rye grass. I mean, uh, rye. Yeah, well, rye does too. Yeah. But, uh, uh, rescue grass does too. So does it? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, hey, keep that in mind, and uh, do it fast. It's very important uh, to winterize your lawn at this time. Of yeah, the year. do it. Do it fast. Don't wait any longer because, well, let's see. We got two weeks of good weather left, so you'll have you'll have that period. So that yeah, that's yeah. If, you, if you got the right lawn conditions, it should be pretty efficient. And while you're thinking about fertilizing, uh, when you plant these pansies and spinach and uh, even blue bonnets, when we when we think about planting at this time of the year, uh, you need to use a high nitrogen. Water-soluble fertilizer each time you water them. Water with a uh, high nitrogen, water-soluble fertilizer each time you water them. The plants that you buy here at Millburgers, uh, grow, the grower wa- fertilizes them every time they water with uh, They have injector systems that put the fertilizer directly into the water. So all over the nursery, whenever you're watering, you're, uh, you're fertilizing. And that's especially important when you're growing in pots. So if you got plants, uh, pansies or some of those things in pots, uh, that's especially important uh, that you fertilize them with a the high nitrogen water-soluble fertilizer each time that you water them. 
Now, what are we talking about with a high nitrogen water soluble fertilizer? We're talking about something like Miracle Grow. Uh, let's see. We can't say Rapid Grow anymore. Trace goes crazy when we say that because I think they've taken it off the market. Uh, but uh, any of the water-soluble fertilizers like that. And yet for you organic people, you can use uh, Astagrow. Astagrow liquid. It's not as good as miracle Grow, but uh, it'll get the job done. You know, I, as I was walking up here, they've got stock. Yeah. Stock's in... Uh, in small container, yep. container. Where'd you see those? Yeah, it's uh, right, right on the first bench. Yeah, there, over oh. to the right. They're not in bloom yet. No, the, no. But uh, you know, when they when they sell them, when they put them in bloom or sell them in bloom, they're in large containers, which you pay more for. But these are in two and a half inch, I guess. I didn't. Yeah. Stop and look at them real close, but now the, the drawback to that is uh, you can't see which ones are oh, the doubles and which ones are singles. Oh, now I've, I've been told <laughs> that if you know what you're looking for, you can tell the double plants from the single plant, single flower plant. Oh, huh. But the Japanese have worked out a system. Oh, very the doubles from the singles. I, I wonder. Right. I wonder how many gardeners that are listening are are concerned about that uh, Jerry's declaration that they should be every time they <laughs> yeah. water. Because I, you know, I've got the cut flower garden. I drip irrigate. I guess. I guess I could uh, put uh, water through the drip irrigation, but I don't. I rely on. Uh, um, slow release lawn yeah, fertilizer yeah. instead That's of. That's good too. Yeah. All right, 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. I want to introduce you to another uh, sponsor of the show. Uh, we're going to introduce a nice man who's. Uh, who's going to be a part of it uh, for a few months and uh, talk to you a little bit. He's got a great service uh, that you're going to want to hear about, and I wanted to invite him on uh, so that he could tell you a little bit about it and uh, begin to answer your questions. He's with FreeHDTVTexas.com, FreeHDTTexas. Steve uh, Samaniego is on the line with us. Hey, Steve, what's going on? Hi, Milton. Doing great. How are you? Doing great. So I was trying to explain it to uh, our guys here on the porch a little bit. <laughs> they had lots of questions, and so I knew our listeners might have lots of questions. So I thought I'd let you introduce yourself today to our listeners. So tell us a little bit about uh, what Free HD, HD TV Texas is. Yeah, so Free HD TV Texas really was started with the, uh, the pursuit of trying to help people in San Antonio uh, reduce their monthly expenses and improve their TV entertainment experience. All right. So, tell us what that means. So, how do, <laughs> how do I get like free HD TV? Yeah. So uh, we professionally install uh, the ideal antenna uh, in San Antonio uh, to receive over fifty HD TV channels that. Uh, are completely free. There's never a monthly expense associated with 
the reception of these HDTV channels. So you get to uh, enjoy those, and it's a wide variety of channels, too. In fact, some uh, I'm, a number of different uh, genres, if you will, and uh, even channels that you've already you've heard of. So you're uh, you're really not missing anything, and you're gaining a lot. And your only thing you're missing is that monthly bill. That is, they correct. don't miss um, that. ABC, NBC, <laughs> CBS, Fox, PBS, uh, MyTV, CW. Telemundo, Univision, um, and Lasse—you know a lot of the a lot of the, the genres that everybody uh, watches on a regular basis—they can actually get for free. And as a matter of fact, the HDTV uh, with our professional installation, the HDTV reception is is actually the best HDTV that you can possibly get because it's even better than cable and satellite because there is no processing to the actual picture or the sound. So what you get at your TV over our uh, free HD TV Texas service is actually the the best quality television you can possibly get. So uh, I know, uh, and you also mentioned on your website, freehdtvtexas.com, so no monthly cable or satellite fees. We talked about that. Uh, no cable box charges, and that's kind of obvious. But it says no DVR charges, too. So a lot of folks might say, yeah, but I, I like taping some of the shows. Or I don't think people tape anything. I like recording some of the shows. Uh, can I still do that? So what do you tell them? Yeah, of course. So there are uh, products available uh, that, that, that we offer that are economical, uh, and they you uh, you purchase them, we install them, we teach you how to use it, and then you never have a monthly fee associated with that ever. ever. So you you own the equipment, you own the capability, and you get to enjoy it with no contract and no monthly fees ever. Yeah, this, I mean, so this is going to be a word question, Steve. We're talking to Steve Samaniego, who is with Free HDTV Texas. Uh, we'll give you the number in just a second. That's the name of the website, too, Free HDTV freehdtvtexas.com but so Steve so let's let's get in that our listeners minds so they're hearing this and they're going okay this sounds good but um, you've been doing this for a long time what why do they hesitate or maybe what do they tell you afterwards I'm so glad I did this I, yeah, I um, because blank does that make sense it's two different questions I guess but you kind of see where I'm leading yeah, I, I want them okay. Yeah, one of the one of the initial uh, thoughts, uh, kind of reluctances, uh, so to speak, yeah. would be that uh, some people have actually tried those, uh, you know, fifteen dollar antennas that they place, uh, you know, on the wall in their house, and uh, they get a very limited number of channels, and and they're not they're not very good quality. So, uh, you know, a lot of people are reluctant to to try a professional installation. Um, but the professional installation is actually what is uh, it, what solves all of those problems, right? Um, we have selected the ideal antenna for the frequencies here in San Antonio, and we know exactly how to install it and tune it, and we reprogram televisions to uh, get the best possible reception. So when you turn on your TV, you know that you're going to get a very nice uh, quality picture and sound, and it's always going to be there. So, so what do folks? Um, that's essentially what we do. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you brought yeah, now, that up. 
Go yeah, ahead, Steve. our customers, um, you know, generally speaking here, uh, here in my neighborhood, uh, my wife says that we have, a, we have a cult following here, uh, because our customers are so happy, um, that they're, they, they're able to reduce their monthly expenses by around a hundred dollars and they're able to improve their TV watching experience and not be beholden or held prisoner by any of those satellite or cable companies ever again. Yeah, more and more folks are doing it. Uh, so uh, yeah. it's, it's really a, an exciting opportunity. I think the next thing to do is just, if folks have questions, if you have a question, give Steve a call. He can give you all the particulars and all the specifics. What's the number to call, Steve? 210-660-HDTV. That's okay. 210-660-4388. All right. That's the number to call, Steve, and he can answer all your questions about it. And if you've... Uh, uh, it really is exciting. The more you go in depth on this, the more you ask, the more uh, fascinating it becomes, and the more you're like, mm, okay, I like this idea. <laughs> I like not having to worry about that, getting better TV, lots of channels, being able to record. Yeah, he, I'm sure you've got questions, so give Steve a call at Free HDTV Texas. What's, Steve, the, what's the delivery system? In other words, where where does the signal come from? Is, is it? taken out of the air yeah. or yeah so there are broadcast towers located around the city of san antonio the majority of them are actually near calaveras lake so uh those broadcast towers are always broadcasting an hdt an hd uh signal uh for anybody to receive and it just takes a little know-how and uh a professional installation to actually uh uh, you know, receive those signals. They're they're always there. They're always available. So you're receiving them with an antenna. Yes, sir. We uh, we have gone through many antennas and selected the one that is perfectly suited for San Antonio. Yeah, okay. he's had a lot of success with this. Cool. All right, with the number again two one zero six six zero HD TV or two one zero six six zero forty three eighty eight. Did I do that right? Yeah, that's right, Milton. I also want to just finish up by mentioning that we provide a satisfaction guarantee, so there's really no downside to trying it. Cool. All right. 210-660-HDTV or 210-660-4388. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for coming on and explaining it. Thank you, Milton. Appreciate your time. You bet. All right. 210-308-8867. Trace is up on the porch with us. Hello, gentlemen. You want to help Manny out? Sure. All right. Manny's on the line at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Manny? I just had visitors down from just north of Philadelphia, my family. And they took home a bunch of yucca, little yucca, and a bunch of uh, wandering Jews, because I have old cactus. Question is, is, can they grow them indoors? Or outdoors, or does that make sense to you? Yes. Well, they can grow. Uh, that one and you, uh, are you talking about the purple plant? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, it can be grown as a as a house plant, I would imagine. And okay. uh, the yucca can, too. They like, they like a sunny location to grow and, yeah, and spread. But uh, they can be maintained. Let's put it that way. They can be okay. maintained 
as a house plant. Okay, don't overwater them. Out summer, put it out in the summer, and I'll tell them that they will. Because last year, last April, he came down and he got. You know, I have a a bunch of cactus. One of the cactus, you know, he took the paddle cactus out. He's You're doing right. Real well with that, and he took the. Uh, I have like a thinly cactus that gets gigantic, grows everywhere. You know, when you yeah. stick it in the ground, and. Uh, they took that home, and he says that's doing well too. But but the yucca, I was a little concerned about. Yeah, uh, but uh, like like I said, if he keeps them from freezing, you know, yeah. if he's got a sunny location indoors that he can keep them from freezing, uh, he can grow them. Okay. Well, let's let him try. Okay. Thank you for calling. Cool. Thanks a lot. Hey, Trey. You bet. Thanks, Manny. All right. Um, can you hang a sec? We've got to take a quick break. Sure. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and Trace is going to help us uh, wrap up the show. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road, reminding you December 7th and December 8th are Millburgers' annual Christmas open house. It's a whole lot of fun, and I'm going to tell you more right now. The traditional open house is Saturday, December 7th, with a little red choo-choo rides all around the fresh-cut Christmas trees. The sweet Adeline singing your favorite Christmas carols, face painting, roasted corn, hot chocolate wassail, and more, and pictures with Santa from 11 to 3. So come on out and take great family photos. Come on out on Sunday, December 7th for the Christmas Cowboy Christmas at Millburgers, including again little red choo-choo, roasted corn funnel cakes, hot chili, Texas weather band music, and much, much more, including a balloon artist. Plus, we invite you to come on by Millburgers right now and pick an angel off the Salvation Army angel tree and help support someone this year. All at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road, on the web at millburgernursery.com. Well, a simple kind of life never did me no harm Raising me a family and working on the farm Days are all filled with an easy country charm Thank God I'm a country boy Well, I got me a fine wife, I got me old fiddle When the sun's coming up, I got cakes on the griddle Life ain't nothing but a funny, funny riddle Thank God I'm a country boy When the work's all yeah, done Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. What's the theme, man? Well, I thought it was Thanksgiving. I'm not sure... <laughs> It's, uh, that was John Denver, right? Yeah, yeah, John yeah. Denver, yeah, yeah. Well, what's going on, Trace? Welcome to the porch. Uh, it's a great day. Uh, we, pretty? we got the sun out. It's uh, moderate temperatures. Yeah. Great day to uh, dress up for Thanksgiving. There you go. What do so, you mean by dress up for Thanksgiving? Well, you know, you've got those tired vincas and begonias Aww. and stuff out there, and we know you need to make a better show than that for people coming over. So you got the mums too. We still have some mums blooming, which is very mums. unusual. Yeah. Um, and they might even make it to Thanksgiving because there's still buds on them. But uh, lots of stuff to change out. Uh, if you've got some some color that's not looking so hot or really should have already been pulled out of the ground, I recommend doing it now and replacing it with pansies or snapdragons, dianthus. We got stock in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did get some rocket snaps too. I think uh, I saw those too. Yes, uh, I see there uh, are a lot of sonnets there. Okay, but. well, there's some rockets, and um, 
I don't know if there'll be any left after you touch. You find them, but uh, <laughs> we'll tell you tomorrow. There are some rockets. Calvin leaves today. Yeah. Uh, great selection on yeah. Cyclamen yeah. and Camrose. Let's tell everybody the rockets are the the very largest uh, of the Snapdragon varieties. They'll get three three feet plus. Uh, really neat to plant in a uh, container with a tomato cage around them. Yeah, you almost have to. Yeah, they're top heavy. Uh, so you, when you plant them out. You want them against something, or it works when when you have a whole bunch of them and they plant plant row after row of them. They kind of support each other. Wonderful variety. They're my favorite. Uh, great selection on spinach. We still have yeah. the uh, blue bonnets from uh, uh, Lady Bird Johnson blue bonnets. Yeah, go. Uh, kale. We got kale, even though uh, yeah, some of y'all aren't aren't particularly uh, involved with that. But, <laughs> it's, uh, it's very popular. Um, it's in my this, favorite soup. Yeah, that's what you said. What's your favorite soup? Toscana soup. Oh, how does what does that got in it? Um, well, if you want to try it out, Olive Garden has it. But uh, my wife makes it uh, with uh, with kale, fresh kale, and spicy sausage, uh, potatoes, and I don't know what else she puts in. Uh-huh. But it's a it's a, it's it's a very a, nice Italian potato, recipe. Yeah, it's just a spicy potato soup. Cool. is what I would call it. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. So and and the rest of the world is. Despite Jerry likes kale too, they, they do. They it's my mama's fault. <laughs> and he's starting to—he's starting she to never rub. put grass in my food. I'm not blaming you. He's starting to rub off on David too. Is that uh, right? Yeah, I, I heard David this morning, and he—he'd rather plant spinach. But kale has a place in the vegetable garden. I'm yeah. telling you. Uh, you mentioned the cyclamen. There are lots of them. And uh, so, do you want to give our listeners a? Uh, the in-store specials? I can. Okay, cool. What you All got? right. So not advertised anyplace Not else? advertised anywhere else. So uh, we left the uh, cyclamen on sale for four eighty-eight. Uh-huh. Primrose, four eighty-eight. Uh, four-inch pansies, uh, regular dollar twenty-nine. We got them for uh, if you buy ten, it drops down to a dollar dollar ten. Okay. So eleven dollars for ten. Uh, the citrus trees are still on sale. I saw that. And the fruit trees are still on sale. Oh, uh, and then it's. Do you remember the price? Uh, uh, I want to say thirty percent off. Yeah, so I think they were twenty nine eighty eight for so the that sounds, citrus. Sounds about right. Okay, okay. I, would, I hope I'm right. Come by and check it out. Don't no, take my word on for it. On the citrus, it. do you have Arctic frost and orange frost? There was one left of orange frost, and I don't know if it's still there anymore. Oh, okay. The on its own route. Okay. Uh, but we can go look afterwards. It's always interesting to me. So how did the week go here, and what were people concerned about with questions that you got? Well, uh, the first part of the week was all about cold. Yeah, I was going to guess that. Uh, now they're all asking about the, the, the plants that they didn't cover. Oh. Uh, are they, <laughs> they going to recover? Are they going to be to be replaced? I guess it depends on the plant, huh? It d- d- depends on the plant, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a... A strange uh, pattern. I was telling these guys that my my usually down at the bottom. You know, I got down at the bottom. Usually, the cold weather goes down there and wipes everything out first. But uh, for this this time, it it uh, got some of the mid ground and high ground plants and tomatoes down in that low area weren't affected at all. Hmm. So it, it's uh, I think everybody. Was kind of on the edge. A lot of 32 degree. Yeah. Over several hours, though, so there can be some damage. Porterweed didn't fare too well in my landscape. Um, coral vine, 
Penta's Penta's got hit a little bit. So lots, lots of different. Uh, just like you said, you have to kind of assess mm-hmm. what state you're in, and then get into some replacement plants there for the Thanksgiving holidays. So let's see. Um, Great selection of living trees. They've uh, oh good. A lot of them have come in. Living Christmas trees. Yep. Yeah, I had a, a couple by six. Uh, wow. The, uh, Arizona cypress this morning, and uh, they want to leave them in pots and decorate them for for Christmas. And I think that'll that'll do well. They're they're not going to plant them until obviously after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, lots of topiary rosemaries and spiral junipers, all that Christmassy look stuff that you can plant in the ground uh, after the fact and and have a nice landscape with it. And next week's going to be nice. Yeah. So this is a good time to start getting stuff and putting it in the ground, like you said, for Thanksgiving, so that you have the color. Cyclamen uh, making ideal decoration. They're showstoppers. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're unbelievable. And I've said this before. You see them downtown, the city. I don't know if I'll have to check and see if they're still using them, but they use them in, like, if you walk down Houston, they've got the containers with the trees in them. They normally do a big planting on the river walk. Yeah, and they just they're, look they look Christmassy. They just scream Christmas. Uh, I wonder why that is. Red and white. Huh? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> it's like Santa in your garden all the time. And there's that purple. That That's my favorite. Uh, over there, there's a whole table full of A it. lot of people are doing white and purple. Yeah, they, are yeah. they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm more of a traditionalist. But I do like the purple. It's just I, li- I really that red is such a deep, pretty red. Uh, and then a contrasting against the white is just like wow. It is a, it me. is a Christmas color though too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard hard not to think of Christmas when you, you see those two colors together. All right. So uh, can you? I guess you won't know what's coming in tomorrow until tomorrow. Okay. Okay. So we won't talk about that at all. I'm not talk about that. <laughs> um, you have lots of Christmas ideas. You're getting ready for the big weekend celebration, but lots of things that people. Uh, can get here, including the gift certificates. You bet. Yeah. So that's, that's a great one. And folks are starting to think, it, normally we kind of push it at the end of the season, as a, hey, if you haven't thought about it, but this is a good thing to start thinking about now. Uh, stocking stuff or just a gift for that hard to find, hard to buy for Christmas um, gardener in your world. Yep, that's a that's an easy easy way out. I don't want to say it like that. No, that that's a, okay. It's Well, it's, a, it it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of one of those double bang, though, too. You get, you get the present. And then the person gets to spend the time at Millbrook. Yeah. Just kind yeah. of picking and choosing Speak, and looking. Speaking of that, one. they're working on our picture-taking area. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and uh, so that's a that's a good place to stop and uh, take a Christmas picture. Yeah, do you know when it'll be done? Well, I'm hoping today. Oh, good. Okay. So we'll <laughs> tell you tomorrow if it's done. And, yeah, if you want to get that Christmas photo... Uh, that you send out to the family and friends, uh, you can come over here to Millburgers and take it. So that's cool. All right. Anything else, Trace? I think that's uh, I'll do it. Just in time, too. we got to say goodbye for today. Uh, but uh, join us tomorrow here at Millburgers at 1604 on Bullfordy Road uh, with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick, and you're always going to listen to us right here on 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.